Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Sounds of the Week right there brought to you by our friends at RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors along with soffit fascia and rain gutters. Check them out at rgsutahsiding.com. We're going to talk to Howard Beck uh, coming up here momentarily. But uh, real quick, uh, Gordon, we read the breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski. I'll read it again, and then we have a little more info. It says the NBA is planning a Thursday vote of, board of, of the Board of Governors with an expectation that owners will approve Adam Silver's recommendation on format to restart this season in Orlando. He adds to that, he says, owners are largely planning to pledge support for Silver's final recommendation on a plan which teams expect to include invitations for 20 to 22 teams to resume the season, according to uh, sources to ESPN. Your thoughts? Well, uh, if that's the way they want to do it, I mean, I agree that it's uh, it's good to get to the postseason, but I would just go with the 16. Uh, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go with the 2022, 20, whatever it is. Uh, I just want to get straight to business. Well, it looks like it's going to be more than uh, than just the 16, at least according to uh, to ESPN. All right, let's get to the uh, your daily assist. Austin, hit it. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck. On 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Uh, check them out online, leesheatac.com. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit sprint.com for online services and local store availability. He makes the magic happen for the Bleacher Report. He's our friend Howard Beck. Hi, Howard. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. We're just going over some of this breaking news from ESPN, and it uh, looks like there's going to be uh, an official vote on uh, next Thursday, Howard, and it looks like they're looking to bring back around 20 to 22 teams. What are your thoughts, and what are you hearing? Well, it's early yet. Let's you know see what the details are. Um, there is no vote yet. There is no uh, announced plan yet. And so I think it's hard to, to really judge what that's going to mean. Um, you know, what safety measures are they creating? Um, what is the rationale behind? And what is it 20 or is it 22? I don't even know what that means. Uh, it, it, it can't be both. Um, so, um, you know, this is still early. Um, this obviously, as you guys note, I mean, this, this, is, this information is just now trickling out. And so, you know, there's no vote yet. There's no final decision yet. There are no details about how they're going to execute this yet. Um, all that said, I, I think you know, we've probably discussed this at least a couple times over the last m- month or two. I, I don't see any reason to bring back anything more than 16 teams if um, if, if we're going to – and sorry for the line beeping in. Um, if, if we're going to say that this has always been a balance about, uh, or a, 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 the math is balancing the risk and health concerns against the business concerns of the NBA and, and the, the need and desire to get back to playing, if there's a balancing act in play here, which there is, then it always 
to, to me, it always comes back to one thing. How much of the risk is necessary to get what you need? And if what you need is a, a valid postseason and a restart and a champion and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a conclusion simply to the season, well, what is, what is the cost of that in terms of, of health risk? And what's, what, you know, how far should you go? Um, 16 teams, the top eight in each conference, as they were when the season was suspended, seems like you know, a, a fair representation to me, especially when you consider that the seventh and eighth seeds in the NBA are basically just first-round fodder anyway. It's not like anybody who's ninth or tenth can make a really strong case that, well, if only we had gotten in, we'd be you know, in finals contention. Um, so I don't have – to me, I don't yeah, – I've said this before probably, I, I don't think fairness – should be a, a talking point. There's no fairness. It's a, it's a global pandemic, and you do what you can to get the season going and, and to crown a champion. But there is no fair. There's a lot of unfair things happening right now that are of far more greater consequence than anything in the NBA. So I, 16 teams feels like enough. 20 to 22, whatever that number is, seems like too much. But the NBA has business concerns here, and they want more teams and more games because it means more money, and that's their right. They're a business, and they, they want to recoup what they can. Howard, I just want to thank you for articulating my opinion better than I can articulate it. It's, I agree. <laughs> sure you articulated it well. I, I agree with you 100%. It doesn't make sense to me given the backdrop of what we're working with here. You know what I mean? It's a, I wrote a column about this, hasn't been posted yet, and I don't know if I'm going to have to adjust it now because of what we're hearing about these 20 and 22 teams, but it just seems it seems silly to me given given what's what, what everyone's dealing with. You want to have a postseason. You want to have meaningful basketball. Why go through, jumping through these hoops or trying to get a few more teams a chance to qualify for that last spot? Just, I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Every Every team that you bring to Orlando is another 50 people probably 15 players and a half dozen coaches and and strength coaches and trainers and equipment managers and support staff and PR and so every team that goes it's that many more bodies and this is a math game with the virus it always has been the fewer people who are congregating in any given spot in a, in, a, in a building, in a city, it, wherever, the, the more people you bring into it in an area, the denser it becomes, the more likelihood of, of spread or of somebody, you know, we don't, and this is the other problem, folks. We don't know what the bubble is. Is it a, is it a bubble at all? And can, can people come and go freely or are they really in some sort of lockdown? Because if they're going to come and go and if there are other people who are, Servicing these these teams, you know, uh, housekeepers and chefs and plumbers and who, all the people that it takes to, to keep this campus going, there's always going to be a risk of, of the virus being introduced into that group. And so the more people you have there, the more teams you have there, the greater the risk. It's just simple math. And if you talk to any epidemiologist, that they, they will tell you that that's the game. So. Yeah, I, I I just don't see the purpose, especially when, as as we've all noted, um, you know, beyond the top couple of teams in each conference, it's really all inconsequential anyway. If you're a ninth or tenth place team and you're feeling like you you got uh, you know the short shrift because you didn't get invited to Orlando, I'm sorry, I just don't have any sympathy at this point. We've had 70, 80 percent of the season played. That's a, a, a sufficient sample size for establishing the pecking order. 
Howard, once they do get it narrowed down to the 16 teams that make the playoff, do you like the idea of throwing out conferences and just seeding one through 16? You know, it's interesting. Um, the reason that the NBA hasn't gone to the one through 16, despite deliberating it quite a bit over the last five or more years, is that one, the Eastern Conference teams never want to do it because it's the weaker conference year in, year out. And it, it's, it's, a, it's more risk of them not making the playoffs in favor of more Western Conference teams. Um, and so, so there's, there's that, that if you just rank 1 through 16 based on record, you're, you're going to have more Western Conference teams than, and fewer Eastern Conference teams. If you're going to take the top eight in each conference this time and just throw them in but now, now re-rank them 1 through 16, um, it's less of an impact than to the Eastern Conference teams. This is no longer, it's no longer about throwing anybody out of, of the playoff field. And the other concern has always been about travel and all the extra thousands of miles that the NBA has calculated would, would happen when you're mixing the two conferences in all rounds. Um, clearly, there's no travel involved in this case. Everybody will be in one place. So it makes it more possible. But does it make it better? Does it, I mean, is it a one-off? Are you going to go back to the conference playoff formats once the world returns to normal? Um, because I, like, I, I, otherwise, like, what's the point of doing it just as a, as a, as a one-off, just to, see how, just to see what it looks like? I mean, I just, unless you plan to keep it, or unless you think there's a, 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 a you know, good chance of keeping it, then I don't know why you experiment with it. The other thing is, you know, I, I'm not a, we've talked about this, I think, I'm not a big asterisk guy, and I don't think people should spend too much time thinking about asterisks. But the more uh, variables you throw into this postseason, the more things that you change, the more you experiment, the more you make it unlike other postseasons that people are, are used to seeing, I think the, the more chance there is for people to sense an, a, a, a less than legitimacy about it. So there is that risk. And so I, I don't think they're going to go that direction, and I, I don't really see what the motivation would be. Howard, I want to get back to that bubble uh, environment. Uh, what, what do you think is the right way to handle this? You say if every team needs 50 people in order to show up, what about family members? What do you think? That, should these guys be isolated? Should they be allowed to have access to family members? How, what do you think, and how do you think it's going to play out? That's a great question. I just don't know. I mean, you know, how strict are they going to to make this? You know, they're calling. They want to call it a campus and not a bubble because I don't think they like the idea that this is somehow everybody being enclosed and 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 on lockdown. And I, I understand that. So you know, it 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 it, it has a, a, a there's a bad imagery about it, and, and it sounds too onerous. Um, and these guys are going to be there for you know, look, it could be two three months if you're a team that goes all the way to the finals. That's a long time to be uh, under those kinds of restrictions. It's a long time to be away from family. I think they've got to make some allowance for family to go. The problem is, again, if you make this a porous bubble and if you allow people to come and go and if you allow family to come in, you're, you're again, you're just increasing risk. You're increasing the number of people who come in potentially with the virus. And now they're going to have tests, potentially daily tests, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to catch an infected person before they've had a chance to spread it, especially because this is a very contagious virus and it gets spread. You people are asymptomatic carriers and you, you, you can't, you can't just, just ensure that, that the environment is completely clean. So um, 
I, I, I don't know how they're going to. I think this, this is why I, I'm, I'm really very, very curious. Not so much about the format of the playoffs or how many teams. Uh, I'm curious about that, too. I'm more curious about how the NBA handles who can come in, how many people, what kind of restrictions they're under. Because any kind of, of you know, porous bubble or, or loose restrictions is going to invite potentially the, the, the virus in. And, and I don't know what happens after that. Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report with us. It's your daily assist. Uh, let's talk about on the floor basketball a little bit, Howard. Give us two or three teams that are your favorites when the playoffs do resume. Favorites to win it all or just favorites to, to see back in action? Ooh, <laughs> ew, wow. Either way, let's let's go with see back in action. <laughs> That's the more interesting one because the, the championship contention is probably the same answer for everybody, right? It's, it's you know, Milwaukee being the overwhelming favorite in the East, or at least the favorite. I don't know if they're overwhelming favorite, but, Mil- but Milwaukee's the favorite in the East, a clear favorite, put it that way. And it's the Lakers and Clippers in the West, and I don't really think it goes beyond that in the West. I think the East has the, the, at least the potential for Boston or Toronto or maybe Miami to make a run. Um, Philly, which is back healthy, maybe can make a run. So, like, I don't think Milwaukee is actually unbeatable. I, I think the East is actually more interesting, um, especially now with, with teams having gotten healthy during the uh, the hiatus. But in terms of teams I'd like to see, that I just think, you know, it would be fun to see back on the court, I want to see Luka's the playoff debut. Um, Luka and Porzingis have had some pretty nice moments this season, so that – That'll be interesting. Assuming that it's John Morant and the Grizzlies still holding down the eighth seed, like that could be fun. If the Pelicans instead bust in, um, obviously everybody wants to see that. And, you know, Zion versus LeBron in the first round um, would be spectacular. One more reason why the NBA is probably leaning toward more teams than, than not because, hey, ratings. Um, so those are some of the teams I'm really intrigued by. And, and you know, I, I think Boston – They've been one of these teams the last couple of years that they, it always feels like they're they're coming up a little bit short of, of expectations. But I think that this is a year where they were really trending the right direction, and Jason Tatum was looking like a, a potential MVP candidate, not not necessarily for this season, but a future MVP. And I, I think the Celtics could really make a run. I think they're they're fun to watch. They've just got a lot of interesting pieces. So, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of different directions we could go with uh, the, the who we want to see. So, Howard, you think a four, four-and-a-half-month interruption is really not going to veer this thing any which way uh, than the one we thought it was going to lead to? Well, I, 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 would, I would actually say all of the impressions I just gave are based on when things were frozen on March 11th. I think, actually, there's quite a bit of potential for some volatility and crazy things happening because of the long layoff. We really don't know. Um, what the net effect is going to be, like who's going to come back 20 pounds overweight, <laughs> um, which teams are going to come back just completely out of sync. And uh, there, the, the number of players who do not have not have had access to a basketball hoop for the last several months is a lot higher than people think. I don't know what the number is, but every time I talk to a player or anybody with, associated with a team, they're always talking about how many guys don't have hoops. Um, because... There, you know, not everybody has a home gym. Not everybody has access to to a, a basket in any place close to them. A lot of them are in apartment complexes, and they're not in their home markets. So um, I just don't even know what the basketball is going to look like when these guys get back. So there's potential for some crazy things happening and some upsets. And, again, that's why some people think 
you know, that there may be an asterisk because we might see some some goofy things happen after this long layoff. Howard, if that'll lead to more intrigue, I, I, I certainly not worth the cost of this horrible thing that's happened. But uh, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe it will make it more unpredictable. Hmm. It it could. Um, I, I tend to think the talent still wins out. I tend to think that the pecking order as we knew it in March will still be the pecking order in August. But there there are a lot of unknowns and a lot of variables that have been thrown into this thing. Well, do you think you'll be assigned to go down there, Howard? What's going to, how's this going to affect you? Well, um, that's a tricky one. There, there's still there, – there are no guidelines yet, just as we don't have guidelines yet for how the teams are going to be able to go in and out of there. We don't have guidelines yet for how the media will be handled. There will be media on site. There's no question about that. Uh, what restrictions we may be under or what it will require to go and whether you have to be there for the entire time. Um, those are all open questions. And, and those are things that the NBA is, is still working on. Um, for, for my purposes, I mean, I, I haven't missed a finals since I think 2006, maybe. Um, and I've been to nearly all since going back to about 2000. So, um, I, I, I really want to be there for it. I'm not sure if it's wise. I have not made that determination for myself yet. I mean, I'll see what the NBA's setup is first and, and, and how they're going to handle us. But if it's, a, if it's my decision, um, I don't think I would go down for anything prior to the finals because I just don't want to be gone that long. And, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, look, I, I, I have no reason to believe that I'm at any greater risk than the average person um, when it comes to the virus. But, I'm not certain I want to get on a plane yet or go put myself in another environment yet, even though that might be a, a, a very safe environment that the NBA creates. Um, the second you decide to, to, to leave town and get on a plane and, and, and go do this, you know, you're, you're taking on some risk. I'm, I haven't decided whether or not that's worth it. I wonder if there will be, like, pool reporters. <laughs> that is, I think, also a possibility um, because there's not – Trust me on this much. I, I, I can I can predict this fairly safely. We will not see the normal whatever two thousand reporters at the finals that we're used to seeing. It will be a, a fraction of that, and um, because of that, there may be out of necessity some pool reporting and some cooperation among a lot of different media outlets. Uh, again, something we'll we'll hopefully figure out more about in, in the next several weeks. Jake, I've always considered Howard a smart man, and uh, uh, his last thought or two there confirms it even more to me. <laughs> here, here. No argument, uh, no argument from me. Stay safe, Howard. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Howard, as always. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, fellas. Be well. Back at you. Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report with us here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And certainly a lot of unanswered questions from a media perspective as well. Yes, no doubt about that. I I don't know the answers to those questions. What what happens, uh, Jake, if a team surprises? Like, uh, what if the Jazz were to go to the finals? How would we handle that? That that's crazy to think about. It'd be awesome. It'd be. Awesome I mean, yeah, but are, are you going to jump on a plane and head to Orlando? How? <laughs> I just I don't know. I'm going to hitchhike. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out mm. and 
and show some leg, Gordon, and hitchhike across <laughs> this great country. That's my plan. Don't don't do that. No. All right, uh, we are live at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway, right here in Orem. Drop on by and see us. They also, of course, have their Salt Lake location, 1967 South, 300 West. We'll have more of the big show coming up next. 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Is Don on the phone? <laughs> it is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Well done, Austin. Let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, one of the good ones to, perfo- uh, to promote Excuse me, a fantastic event coming up. Uh, he is the executive director uh, for the Miller Family Office. He is our good friend, Don Sterling. He's Don on the phone. <laughs> Hi, Don. How are you? I'm good. I don't know where that drops from, but I like it. There's this great, uh, there's this great uh, uh, Casey Kasem rant, off-air rant that you can find on YouTube, and he's, <laughs> it, Don is his, uh, I guess his boss, the GM of the of the radio station or whatever. But I think I've Don. heard that he just goes off. Oh yeah, it's funny. It, it's it, uh, it it's really one of the funny. all-time best. It really is. Gordon, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you, Don. Appreciate that. It's good, good to be with. You and Jake, always. Well, we love having you on, Don, especially when we're talking about helping people and saving lives and uh, getting folks together to do it. Let's talk about the, the big blood drive. Thank you. I, uh, this, this really started uh, a little over a month ago when uh, the Miller family, Gail and Greg at the helm on this particular effort, said we, we need to do whatever we can do to help the community. And as you remember, the first thing that we did under the umbrella of Driven to Assist was a food drive. And uh, we, we thought we would do well if we could somehow get six to 8,000 pounds, three to four tons of food. We ended up with 23,000 pounds of food, 11 tons. People from all over the state were dropping off at our dealerships, Megaplex Theaters, at the, at the ballpark, and at Vivint. So it was wonderful. The second piece to that was always... Uh, top of mind as well was to do a blood drive and uh, we were able to put together a wonderful group of people who helped consult with us including Dr. Angela Dunn the state epidemiologist we had our friends from ARUP Intermountain Health um, UUH also uh, HCA Health and Steward and then our great partners at American Red Cross who are really doing the, the lion's share of the work uh, to put this together, which will start Monday uh, and go through Friday. So, Don, who can participate in this? Um, it, it, there are some rules that the American uh, Red Cross has us follow, including you need to be 16 or older, and if you're on the younger side, you need parental consent. Uh, for those of us, not including me, who are on the thin side, you need to be at at least 110 pounds uh, to do this. And in generally good health, obviously, but this is really open to every citizen, uh, parts north of Utah, parts south of Utah, all along the Wasatch Front. And if you want to come up from St. George or Cedar City, we'd love to have you. So it's open to everybody. 
Don, tell us a little bit about the appointments, because I think this is really important. They're doing appointments to keep folks safe. That is correct. Um, And if we can say it a couple times, we invite anybody who's willing to donate to go to redcrossblood.org, redcrossblood.org, and use the uh, code word uh, LHM. That's the password, sponsor code LHM. And there are, um, we started out with about 900 plus appointments available. they are going they are starting to pick up rapidly we have 600 that are still available throughout the remainder of the week i would imagine that when we get to monday there'll be fewer than the 600 we would just like to do our part with jazz nation and megaplex nation and bees nation and all our friends out there to come and donate but you're right jake we we asked just to make it um organized and also there'll be a process when you arrive You'll have your temperature taken. Uh, there's, there'll be some survey questions asked just to make sure that you're uh, not showing any symptoms of anything. And uh, that'll take place at Vivint Smart Home Arena. But that appointment process is critical. And as people are out there listening and think, boy, I'd like to do that, please go to redcross.org and, and put in LHM and sign up. Plenty of appointments left. They'll go from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. You know, Don, I I love this kind of thing because there are so many people out there in need right now. I mean, life happens, right? And when life happens, there are accidents, there are difficulties that certain people are are facing. They need blood. So this is a terrific thing to do. We And one of the things, and Greg Miller especially said this, one, we want to do well. We want to do good. But he also said, you know, we want to give people an opportunity to come to a place that is a reminder of, of good and enjoyable times, that being the arena, a place where, you know, great basketball is played, great concerts. Uh, it's, it's a place where people are familiar with it, and they haven't been there for a while. And this is, uh, as the economy thoughtfully opens up, this is a time when people can come to a place, you know, the a place where they probably have many fond memories and there'll be things that will be coming in the future to create new memories. But to have that touch point and to donate blood, one unit of blood uh, actually helps three, th- three people. So with, with 900 appointments, we hope to be able to impact and positively influence 3,000 people. And that doesn't include their family and loved ones who are worried about them. And as you said, Gordon, um, life happens, and uh, fortunately, more elective surgeries are happening, which are important to the hospitals and to the patients. But also, people are on the road, more activities, accidents happen, and so there's a, there's a need for blood. And we want to emphasize as well, the highest of precautions will be taken. Everybody will be gloved. Everybody will be have face coverings. Um, surfaces are going to be uh, sanitized throughout the day. Uh, again, under our major hospital systems and, and Dr. Angela Dunn, we want to just let everybody know that this is a very safe and precautious uh, uh, opportunity to help those in our community. And there's a couple, there are a few little things you'll get if you come. You'll, you'll be able to get a commemorative cup from our partners at Vivint Smart Home Arena. There'll be a $10 discount for the team store, and our good friends at Megaplex are providing a a free regular popcorn when the when the movies start again. 
I heard, uh, well, uh, PK had somebody uh, and DJ from the Red Cross on this morning, and uh, I thought he made a really good point talking about the safety and precaution. He said uh, safe, uh, safety and precaution is what the Red Cross does anyway. Yeah. So this is this has not been a big leap for them. They're they're used to doing things safely and taking care of their patients. And they will um, tremendous effort and and support from them, thinking that we're going to be opening up our building and they'll be there every day through the week. Um, and we know there may be the uh, occasional person that may walk up and may decide, hey, I'd like I thought about this. I heard about. It, I'd like to give blood. We'll be able to make accommodation. We do want everybody to sign up. We absolutely want everybody to sign up. But if on the spur of the moment you're inspired to come to our arena and give blood, we'll be able to accommodate you as well. So this is a great cause, like I said. I'm really uh, glad you guys are doing this, Don. But uh, on a personal note, I have to ask you a different question. Oh, sure. (laughs) When was the last time you wrote a song? You know, it's a very good question, Gordon, and I will tell you that uh, I actually have, have, during this COVID-19 period, actually started to put pen to paper and uh, have uh, a few lyrics in, in, uh, in hiding now and will begin to work with some of my fellow songwriters and hopefully have some new material. I, I like to say in, in jest, but... We take uh, we take sort of the uh, Steely Dan approach, and that is you can put a record out every fifteen to twenty years. So, uh, <laughs> well, uh, I, I appreciate you asking that, Gordon. Actually, we're feeling a little uh, more inspired these days, and hopefully, be able to produce some new music in the next year or so. Jake, did you know that uh, Don was a songwriter? I, you know what, I, I did know that, Gordon, because uh, you've told me about that before, actually. Oh, but Don, uh, you know, we've known Don for a long time. Uh, you know, you're working with the Miller family now, Don, and I don't know yep. if our listeners know it, but you worked directly with us with several years, a big uh, role in building our station and, uh, you know, just uh, a multi-talented wise man. How about that? I, I appreciate that. And, and um, the, the great thing about our company and our organization is people do have the ability to move around, to change, to work in new areas. But what, at the end of the day, and I think about my conversation with you two, especially during this these unprecedented times, it's just so good to connect with your friends, your loved ones, and to uh, have those human interactions, especially with those that you're your teammates. And I consider you great teammates. Well, right back at you, Don, and we love having you on the show, and thank you for all that you do, and thanks to everybody, and please pass along our thanks for everybody who's organized this blood drive and has has, uh, made this happen because it's going to save a lot of lives, and I think it's really great. And we appreciate all you've done to promote it, and uh, hopefully we can stop by and see you this coming week at the arena. look forward to that for sure. Thank you, Don. Thank you, guys. That's our friend Don Sterling. And uh, right now, Gordon, he's the executive director for the Miller family office. But uh, as we were kind of talking about, he's, he's had played many roles in the organization. And uh, at one point, we uh, here at the, the Zone Sports Network fell under his umbrella and got to know him really well. He's a, he's a great person, and this is a, a great thing that they're doing. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I feel strongly about this kind of thing uh that is uh, a great service to the community because people need this stuff. I mean, when you're in yep. need uh there's no replication for it other than 
having a supply. So it's a great way to be able to give back to the community. All right, let's give out the website again. It's it's redcrossblood.org, then use the sponsor code LHM, and it'll allow you to book an appointment to come in and donate blood. Uh, redcrossblood.org, redcrossblood.org, sponsor code LHM. All right, coming up next, Gordon, we have a partner profile that I am very much looking forward to. We'll get to that straight ahead. We're live at the Warehouse, 86 East University Parkway here in Orem. Of course, they have their Salt Lake location as well, 1967 South, 300 West. Stay tuned. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time to showcase those that are helping all of us through these difficult times. This is a partner profile on the Zone Sports Network. It is the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse here in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Uh, come on by and see us, Gordon. It is uh, it is time for another partner profile, and this one I was very much looking forward to. Uh, one of my very uh, favorite places to watch sports. The food is great, so is the ambiance. Let's get out to the zone phone. She is the owner of Green Pig Pub. She is Bridget Gordon with us here on the big show. Bridget, first and foremost, thank you very much for a few minutes of your time. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I was just uh, off the air. I was just telling Gordon, uh, I love the Green Pig. I, I, uh, I go down there all the time, but I particularly love uh, when you guys open up the roof and to go have a little brunch. It's so great. I can't wait to do that again. Well, we're, it's open, so come on down. All right. Do, well, do let's even, talk about do, do you even let people like Jake in there? I, I don't know. I was a little. Well, we do rough him up a little bit just to let him know to make sure he stays in shape, you know, and then we let him up. <laughs> well, let's let's uh, you mentioned that the roof is open. That's great. Let's let's talk about what you guys are doing and how you're operating through this uh, unique, certainly, circumstance. Exactly. It is very unique. Um, yeah, we opened up last week. Um, you know, we're abiding by all the health department rules with the six feet um, separation from people. Um, it makes it a little challenging because I, I lose half of my tables and half of my bar stools and uh, trying to keep everybody safe. Uh, sanitizing everything all day long. It's a it's so constant. Just my hands are raw, but that's okay. <laughs> but we just, I mean, if somebody touches something, we we're over there immediately wiping it down. Um, we're just doing as, everything as safe as possible. You know, face masks, uh, gloves, uh, social distancing, and you know, and everybody seems to be really good about it. Uh, Face masks are not required by the public, only by the staff. But we do recommend that you do bring one in. Once you get to your table, please take it off and enjoy yourself. What have you, uh, what have you observed from your customers being able to come back in? I mean, what's the overall vibe? Um, well, it, you know, it's kind of funny. I've always been like an all-genre kind of bar, like I have from, you know, the 21-year-olds to I call me the mature person. You know, Well, sometimes I'm mature, but, you know, I'm around 60. So, um, you know, I, I get a pretty big wide range of age in here, but um, it's definitely a lot younger right now, definitely a, a lot younger people. Um, a lot of my older clientele or mature clientele aren't coming out yet, and I totally understand that. Um, but the attitude of everybody has been wonderful. Everybody's been tipping really well, which makes my staff extremely happy since they've been out of, you know, out of work for two and a half months. Um, everybody's attitude is just, yeah, we'll sit wherever you, we're just glad to be here. We'll sit wherever you put us. <laughs> so. 
Uh, for those of you who have not been to the Green Pig Pub, it's on 31 East and uh, and 400 South. And I'm glad you brought up your staff. I was I was going to ask you about that. I've been you know following what uh, Ty Burrell, for example, has been doing, trying to raise money for the service industry, which of course has been so uh, uh, affected. How is your staff, and and how are they coping and and getting through? I'm sure they're excited to be back to work. Yeah, they're they're excited to be back to work. Um, I was very fortunate. Um, I was able to get one of the PPP loans, which is the payroll protection loan. Um, so my staff has been paid the whole time. Um, and then those who, um, some of, it's kind of funny because some of the staff actually was making more money on unemployment than because of the extra $600 a week. Uh, so that was a little challenging, but no one's gone hungry or homeless. So I'm real grateful for that. Well, again, the address, 31 East, 400 South. It is the Green Pig Pub. And uh, I'll ask you this because I know you guys have a lot of sports fans to go down there. You must be as excited uh, as all of us for sports to come back in some way, shape, or form. Oh, my gosh. I'm so hungry for sports. (laughs) (laughs) Right? A little NBA playoff basketball would be so great right now, right? Oh, my gosh, yes. I mean, hockey playoffs. I'm so bummed that we've missed all this. Um, You know, I'm I'm hoping that we get to have, uh, you know, college football back and NFL back in the fall. But it's, um, you know, being a sports bar, that kind of hurts not having sports on. So, um, you know, my TVs right now have YouTube on it and we're watching fail army. (laughs) Kind of a, you know, a funny sport, I guess, you know, people failing and falling on their face. Um, but you know, that's about all we got right now. Um, I guess I could put a soap opera on, but I don't like soap operas. So, well, we uh, you could do what Austin uh, Gordon and I have done, Bridget, and that's we've really embraced Korean baseball. We've picked a Korean <laughs> baseball team to follow, and we're we're on board. At least it's who you who you following? Who you following? Go Lions! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I've got the heroes, and uh, I, I'm trying to remember what the official sponsor was. But Austin likes Samsung. You Your can tell Ki-woo, what the Kiwoom heroes. That's right. Gordon's the okay. Doosan Giants. Okay. And I'm the okay. right choice, no, the no, Samsung no. Lions. The Doosan Bears. Come uh, on. Do, yeah, Doosan Bears. Yeah. <laughs> bears. My bad. I'll have to talk. My stepmom is Korean, so I'll have to talk with her about that a little bit more. So. There you <laughs> go. Fill me in more on that. Yeah. <laughs> Jump on board. At least it's something. But uh, I'll, I know, I'll tell you. right? Yep. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, Bridget. When uh, when the NBA playoffs finally get here, we'll uh, we'll uh, be down there at the Green Pig, if not before, to come enjoy some of the great food and, and ambiance down there. Congratulations on all you guys do and and uh, uh, finding your way through this like the rest of us. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, you know, I. I want all of us to succeed and, you know, get back to the new normal, I guess. You know, um, I, I miss my friends. I, I miss uh, the camaraderie we have with all of the other bars and restaurants downtown. You know, some of them are still not open right now. I, I, I feel for them. I feel for them. I did wait a couple extra weeks myself. You know, I didn't open on the time they gave us. So I waited two more weeks before I opened. And, um, you know, and, and it's been okay. It's, it, you know, I'm not at full run yet but uh, it's been okay and I, I i just want us all to survive you know and i and i hope to see my friends and uh, fam- uh, bar and restaurant family back out there opened and running again soon too no doubt about it well bridget thank you very much for jumping on the show with us we really appreciate it stay well thank you you too and thanks for having me you all take care now you bet you too that's bridget gordon she's the owner of green pig pub 
And uh, that address again, 31 East, 400 South. And Gordon, you can tell how, how very seriously Bridget is, is taking things. And, uh, you know, that's a great example of how, you know, we got to adjust a little bit and there's, there's not going to be a hundred percent perfect solution, but if we wrap our minds around it, we can, we can still manage to live a little bit. Well, you could sound just uh, here, just from the sound of her voice, the, uh, what, what a cool, what a cool uh, woman she is. Huh? Yep. I mean, big sports fan. You, I love that. Yeah. You said uh, you've always had a good time down there. It sounds like it. Uh, it's great. It, it's a great, uh, it's a great building. Uh, she's done a great job with, with the layout. Um, you, you heard her mention they've had to, you know, eliminate some tables and some bar stools, but they're figuring it out. And their their rooftop patio is, is, is really, really awesome. So can't say enough good things about the Green Pig Pub. All right, we're here at the warehouse, 86 East, University Parkway. Drop on by and see us. Of course, they have their Salt Lake location, 1967 South, 300 West. Prices so low. It'll blow your mind. Unbelievable deals. Now is the time you've been thinking about an adjustable bed or couch or dining room set. They've got it all here. They've got it for the best deals in town. The Warehouse, 86 East, University Parkway, here in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Our friend Ben Anderson from KSL Sports jumps on the show. Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.